This is the Front Page Podcast from the Red and Black. I'm Alex Antioch, bringing you the 2021 National Championship Special Edition episode. First, we'll be speaking with Jake Jennings from the Sports Desk about his article on Stetson Bennett and his decision to switch to using a flip phone during the 2021 football season. Then, Drew Hubbard talks about his article on the legacy of the Bulldog National Championship appearances and the relationship between the 1980 and 2021 teams. Support for this podcast is provided by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership. For more information, visit grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Hi, Jake. Thank you so much for being here to talk about your article about Stetson Bennett's flip phone. I'm curious, in what ways does social media typically affect college football players? Well, I guess kind of just how it, I, obviously I'm not a college football player, so I can't really speak on exactly how they feel, but it seems like it's a lot like how it affects people in normal life. I mean, if you see things written about you or things like that, it's always going to affect your headspace a little bit. So and when you're a public figure, like Stetson Bennett is, especially in college football and in Athens, there's people doubting you or hating on you, even from your own fan base. It can probably get in the way a little bit, and I think he noticed that last year a little bit, and so this summer decided to make the switch before the season started just I guess to keep his head clear whether it was good or bad things that he saw. How did you discover that Stetson Bennett decided to begin using a flip phone during the season? Yeah so we had actually heard there was a press conference a little bit earlier in the year because with the football team it's kind of hard to get one-on-one talks with people so usually you have to go through press conferences and through the sports information director to get a hold of people. So there was a press conference earlier in the year, I forget which player it was, but there was another player that had mentioned something about him having a flip phone. And so we had always had that in the back of our head, and we were like, okay, that's going to be a cool story, but we weren't really sure when to use it. And then the playoff came around, and I decided to ask the question. I think I asked Quay Walker first, which is a linebacker. And yeah, he, he was like, yeah, Stetson has a flip phone. Talked about it a little bit. Talked about how Stetson's pretty good at keeping the noise out. And then I finally was able to ask Stetson in one of the other media conference calls. So... Yeah, it ended up being a pretty cool story, I think. The Bulldogs were able to pull out a win in this matchup after a series of seven losses against the Crimson Tide. Initially, how did Stetson's game improve after making a switch away from smartphones, and how has he progressed throughout the season? Yeah, I don't know if the flip from the smartphones to flip phones really affected his game as much. I think it probably just helped him stay more focused. But he's definitely gotten better every game he's played. I mean, he came in as a walk-on and then was just a scout team guy. Went to Jones College in Mississippi, got some playing time there, did really well. And then when he came back, it just seemed like he was going to be a career backup quarterback. But last year, obviously, DeJuan Mathis didn't really work out, and JT Daniels was hurt, so it was his time to kind of prove himself. And it didn't really work out, JT kind of won the job towards the end of the year. And then this year, with JT's injury, it was just his time to step up. And, it, I mean, he got better every game. There was, there was definitely people that doubted early. And I think that UAB game towards the beginning of the season was really big for him. He threw for like four or five touchdowns and was just absolutely throwing the ball down the field. It was pretty awesome. And I think that's where he really got to see that he could be the guy at Georgia. And I think there was doubters from the beginning. There was always those people that thought he could do it. And obviously, he ended up doing it, which is pretty cool. On the same note, Bennett started on his team as an underdog and had to prove that he had what it takes to win the national championship. How did Stetson perform against Alabama, allowing for a Georgia victory? He did great. First game he played against Alabama, which was the SEC championship when they lost, a lot of the fall kind of came on him, even though I think that it wasn't really completely his fault. His two interceptions were kind of the highlight of that game for one of the reasons Georgia lost. And then, obviously, he fumbled again in the national championship in a really close game in the third quarter. 
and it looked like his turnovers might be the problem again. And I think he had this quote. I don't know the exact quote, but he said something about how when he came off the field after that fumble, he in his head he was like, I'm not going to be the reason Georgia loses this game. So he knew he needed to step up and right his wrongs, if that makes sense. So I think when after that fumble, when he kind of locked in and focused up and knew that he had to get the job done, that's when he really turned it around. And obviously that fourth quarter, he played unbelievably well. He had that deep throw to Adonai Mitchell, which was on a dime and didn't turn the ball over again, made some plays with his feet. So I think we saw a quintessential sets and Bennett in the fourth quarter of that game. I think that is really why Georgia won. Next, we'll hear from Drew Hubbard discussing the legacy of the Bulldog National Championship appearances and the relationship between the 1980 and 2021 teams. Hi, Drew. Thank you so much for being here to discuss your Bond of Champions article. What does this win mean for the team and fans after such a long drought? I think it means everything. If you will look at the current student body, these current students, they weren't alive the last time we won a national championship. They had just grown up hearing about the 1980 season from their parents. You know, they'd always heard about, you know, one day Georgia did win a national championship and students have gone through so much losing and so much awe oh, that was really close. So for the current student body to finally actually see it happen, I think that just means the world to them because a lot of them grew up fans. They've gone to games for as long as they can remember. And if you go outside the student body, again, I mean, just waiting for so long and hearing all the 1980 jokes from a lot of other SEC schools, a lot of rival schools had all won a national championship before or since Georgia won theirs in 1980. Obviously, we've seen Alabama win a ton. Tennessee won one more recently. Georgia Tech won one more recently. Auburn, LSU, the list can go on. So to finally finish the job, you know, because Georgia's come close so many times in um, recent history, so to finally finish the job and to do it against Alabama, the one team that they haven't been able to hurt. I think that just makes it so much more perfect for Georgia fans to finally get over that hurdle of Alabama and in the process with a championship that has not been won in all of our lifetimes and for a lot of people's lifetimes. People have been waiting a very long time for this. Smart is a former assistant under Nick Saban. How does Saban feel about being defeated by his former mentee? Saban was really open about it in the interview that he was proud of Kirby. He was proud that he's going to lose the national championship. It's to one of his former assistants, Kirby, coached under Saban in Alabama and LSU. And Saban went to the NFL and played with the Miami Dolphins. So Kirby has been with Saban for so long. And Saban said in his post-game press conference that I'm proud of Kirby. Um, he did a great job for us at Alabama and he's doing a great job at Georgia. So obviously Saban's disappointed to lose national championship. Um, this is only the second time he's lost to a former assistant. He is 25-2. and two against former assistants, the first loss coming earlier this year um, when Alabama lost to Texas A&M. But Saban's really open that he's proud of Kirby. He's proud that, you know, if they're going to lose a national championship, he lost to someone that Saban has spent a lot of time with, has coached a lot, has been very much a mentor for Smart. And now it's kind of coming full circle. UGA had the strongest defensive line in the nation going up against Alabama. How did players like linebackers N'Kobe Dean and Keely Ringo realize that the team had something special that could lead them to victory against the strongest offense in the country? In what ways was the strength of the defensive line showcased throughout the game? And people look back on Georgia's 2021 season. The defense is going to be the thing that people remember most. They're going to remember, like you said, the Kobe Dean, Keely Ringo's interception. I think that moment will live on in Georgia football history forever. I don't think anyone who saw that will forget. And, you know, when you look at this matchup, it's so interesting because they had already played in the SEC championship, right? And Alabama scored 41 points more than Georgia had allowed. 
throughout all season. That was kind of a, what's going on? This isn't the defense we're used to seeing. And then in the national championship, it felt like the normal Georgia defense is showing back up. They got to Bryce Young. They put a lot of pressure on him. They got a couple sacks after not in the SEC championship. So the defense, the national championship, really turned back to the defense for used to seeing all season and the young Kobe Beans asked when did you know this defense was special and he's seen them for months before any fan got to see him he's working with that defense in the summer in the spring and fans just get to watch you know one game a week and he's been with these guys forever so he was very open that this has been a thing he's been seeing all summer all spring for months and months yeah I know I mean for him to get to see it come to fruition and win that championship meant a lot but yeah, that defense when, you know, when generations of people are talking about Georgia's 2021 national championship, I think the first thing that's going to come to mind is that defense. With a record of losses against the tie, most recently in the SEC championship game in December 2021, how were the Bulldogs able to change the narrative during the game and ultimately finish victorious? It's broke a seven-game losing streak to Alabama. And like you mentioned, the SEC championship earlier this year. And then even in 2012, they played the SEC championship. And then they played again a national championship not long ago. So it seems like every time these teams play, not only is it competitive, but there's some kind of championship on the line, which makes it so much more interesting. They did play in the regular season last year. Alabama won that game. So that's just an interesting part of this matchup is that they're always playing. And most of the time, they're playing for national championships. And most of the time, both teams are really Really good. So these games are always a big deal. And when you lose seven in a row, that's the longest losing stretch of either team in this series. Losing seven in a row, there's a Georgia's good, but they're not Alabama good. So maybe Alabama beat them pretty decisively. Maybe about 15 points. That's no fluke. That's no you know last second field goal. That's no lucky break. That's just beating your opponent fair and square. I think. So Georgia was really able to put that narrative to rest. And not only did they put the we can be Alabama narrative to rest, but they put the we can win a national championship narrative to rest. So two versus one stone in that win. I think that makes the win so much better. I think a national championship win would obviously mean the world to so many people, but the fact that it was over Alabama, over Nick Saban after losing seven in a row, I think that was the perfect ending. This has been The Front Page. The Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing you can find the stories discussed in this episode in the paper edition or on our website at redandblack.com. Make sure to download our app and keep up with us on social media. We hope to see you next week.